Welcome to Other You, a podcast where we discuss a decision in our lives that may or may not have had a long-lasting impact. We unpack some of the factors behind it and then explore in short story form what the other version of ourselves might have experienced around that time or shortly thereafter. I'm your host, Dee. Let's see where this story takes us. Welcome back to the show. I'm Danny Moreno. Please call me Dee. Um, and today on Other You, I have my wife's cousin, my cousin, Kara. Today's show will be called hey. Other Kara, and we're going to explore a decision that she made in this life and where she took that, whether it started off as something very simple or it was like a really thought out decision. Um, we're going to explore where she went. And then when we break, we're going to come back with a short story of what other Kara did. Kara, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Hey. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. It's so great I, that you're I, able to participate. Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool that you can just call me family. Like, I don't have to be your wife's cousin. We're just we're family, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so, good. You're my wife's cousin. That's how I met you. You're my cousin now. I've taken a, I've uh, taken yeah. taken that relationship over. Mine. Yeah. Great. So, Kara, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are some of some of the things that um, interest you in this life? Well, I am a mom of one. Emmy, she's ten. Um, she's great. My husband is an artist. Uh, you, you've probably heard of him, but we're not going to talk about him here because I think you're going to talk to him later. Sure. Um, this is your show. I do, I do all of the, well, most of the managing of his affairs and like conventions and things like that, um, which we have not been doing lately, and it's actually been pretty great. Um, yeah. Blessing yeah. in disguise. Yeah. I also run a jewelry business where I just Ooh. make whatever sounds cool. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. That's great. Fun times. And you guys yeah. have um, a pretty fun property, right? It was um, oh, like, previously owned by a, a, an eccentric. Uh, yes. Yes. We live in a geodesic dome house, which is... Yeah. It's not just one dome. It's actually three domes that are attached to each other. And um, it's an adventure. Right. Every single time. Yeah. It's an adventure. They took yeah. very poor care of this place. And we've been fixing it ever since we moved in five, almost six years ago now. Oh, that's super fun. That is yeah. super fun. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so, um Let's get right to it. Do you do you have a decision? Sure. Excellent. So I was Let's... I was thinking about it, and um, I don't know if a lot of people know this about me, um, okay. but when I was in high school, I was I spent most every single day in the art room as much as I could, uh, mm -hmm. just painting, drawing, anything I could do. Um, 
And I actually uh, had planned to go to uh, an art school in Chicago. My dad took me up there. Like, I got accepted. I was looking for apartments, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, Instead, I woke up one morning and my dad had printed out just kind of like a... I guess like like it would be like the information from a pamphlet, but it was just on a, a piece of paper. Um, printed it out from the computer for culinary school. And I was like, huh. Yeah, that sounds cool. I love to cook. So I just did that instead. Um, and I ended up going to culinary school in Pittsburgh for a year. It was a, a year program straight. Got my associate's. Um, and then worked in several restaurants before I met Tony and Tony's my husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, then just kind of started working for him instead. Ah. My, yeah, so my dad got sick in between there and... Uh, one of the restaurants, mm. um, my dad, my dad actually died of brain cancer. Um, mm. and on one of the surgery days, I said, Hey, I gotta, uh, I gotta be with my family this week. I need, uh, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday off or something like that. I don't even remember. And yeah. they said to me, they said, you know, um, you can't have that, uh, you got to be here. We need you on the grill. And I was like, yeah, that's my family though. This is just food. That's my family. And, um, that was the last time I worked in the kitchen because it was just, it was so demanding that, and, and I know a lot of people that, you know, they just plow through that. A lot of my best friends are chefs and, Mm -hmm. um, my best friend, my actually, my number one best friend, she's a chef and man, they just, uh, they don't stop. They're like sharks. Yeah. If they if they quit swimming, it's not not a good scene. Yeah. Just go, go, go. I wonder right. um if if you had stayed a chef, what kind of I, I'm thinking of like uh, your friends that are chefs. What are mm-hmm. some of the things that you guys have talked about them like getting stir crazy about not doing as much business because of well, for those of you that are listening, depending on what time you're listening, we are currently in the middle of a quarantine due to COVID-19. Now, however, it ends up panning out. You know, we don't. Uh, we are just in the middle of it. So for the chef friends of yours um, mm-hmm. and then yourself, if you would have stuck with culinary, uh, with um, being a chef, what kind of stir craziness do you think you might be experiencing or what kind of stir craziness are they experiencing? Well, so my best friend's restaurant shut down and she was home for quite a few months. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, that's that's hard for someone like that because their whole identity is pretty much wrapped up in that. Um, Her husband is a chef as well. He ended up getting a job with a, um, it's a huge not-for-profit in Cincinnati called La Soup and they actually get all kinds of donated food and they make things out of it and give it away. 
which is awesome. It's a really great, great thing. Um, But, you know, uh, for her, I think it, I I mean, I can't speak for her, right? So Hmm. uh, obviously it was out of her comfort zone. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as the stir craziness that she was feeling, um, I can't say. I know that she did what she could to keep herself busy, as busy as possible. She took on cakes from home and, you know, things like that, because, you know, even if there's a a quarantine going on, people still have Mm -hmm. birthdays and anniversaries and yeah, that sort of thing. So, okay. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so she made cakes and um, desserts and, you know, beautiful creations and worked in her house uh, 12, 14 hours a day with a mask on and then delivered those with a mask on and, you know, just, you know, people feel comfortable and yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So do you think if you would have stuck with being a chef and I know this isn't the decision we're going to go back to talking about art school in a second I'm just sure. curious about um knowing your your the your own tendencies uh do you feel like you might have experienced a measure of um like cabin fever or do you kind of relish the idea of chilling at the crib and being on at home mm, I'm a I'm a homebody for sure Um, I mean, obviously I think we all miss our friends right now. Mm Um, I don't, I miss the camaraderie of the kitchen because, you know, when, when you're thrown in the shit night after night with a small group of people, you've got that, you've got that instant sort of bonding that happens. Um, I miss that a little bit, but I don't miss the long hours, the toll it takes on your body, because it definitely does. Um, Mm -hmm. The heat, the humidity, I don't, I don't miss that. And I don't miss, you know, uh, I I don't know. There's a lot that I, there's a lot that I do miss, but there's a lot that I don't miss. Um, Obviously I miss, having access to all those ingredients all the time and being able to like, you know, mess around. But even that was not very, that didn't happen very often. Okay. All right. So let's, let's, let's unpack um, the choice to pursue culinary school versus going to art school. Uh, Now you said it was, it was your dad that brought up the idea of going to culinary school. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, do you, yeah. with, with all of the intent to attend art school that you had, uh, mm-hmm. tell me about the pull that him introducing culinary school to you uh, had versus the pull that art school had. Well, my dad went to art school um, and my dad and I also cooked together quite a bit. Like we were really close. Uh, I remember we would go to this big international grocery store that we had here on the weekends and, um, we would go and we would try and find something that we had never had before and make it. 
um, mm-hmm. just because like, you know, why not? So yeah. he and I cooked together quite a bit. He was the cook in the house. Um, okay. You know, he, he printed that paper and I had never really thought about it before, but I was like, huh, okay, so what am I going to do if I get this degree in art? And mm-hmm. I, I didn't really know, like, I didn't know. Um, okay. At the time, I was also really interested in photography. So I thought, well, mm-hmm. maybe I could be like a food photographer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just, okay. I just went with it. And then, uh, you know, decided to move to Pittsburgh. And that's, that's okay. what I did. Right on. I can dig it. So, um, what kind of um, what kind of stuff were you into when you were in your final year of high school, leading up to going to school, um, secondary or ter- tertiary school? How like what do you mean like music or? Sure. Yeah. Let's go over. Uh, so yeah, let's focus on all the things artistic then. So what okay. were some of the activities that you enjoyed um, as a senior in high school? Um, music, what kind of art like inspired you? Oh yeah. So obviously painting, drawing, anything like that. I always had headphones Mm -hmm. on. I had just discovered like a whole bunch of like indie rock bands that I got really into and would, you know, try and go to different bars that they were playing. And a lot of times they would let you in knowing that you weren't 21 just put big hexes on your hands right. um uh i play guitar a lot um i wrote a lot and i was kind of kind of like i don't want to say loner because i, I definitely had friends but mm-hmm. i was also definitely the weird kid like i could not wait to get out of high school i hated it hated it so much so I got all my classes done so that I could graduate in November after the first trimester so I did that and I was like see you later (laughs) later nerds (laughs) that's great yeah yeah and then uh you know then I think I I think I worked at like the movie rental place Mm. Or something like that. I don't, yeah. So, you know, I think just like regular high school, but a whole lot more angst probably. Okay. Yeah. And then um, how long after high school did you meet Tony? Let's see. So my graduation from high school was technically in 2001. Right. And I met Tony at the beginning of 2004, I believe, February of 2004. So not terribly long. No, I was I was uh, 20 when I met him. So just a couple of years. One years old, and you had you had already were you were you a chef at the time, or had you already left that? 
at the time I met Tony, I was on my last, I guess it was probably my only actual chef job. Like I was a line cook for a while, uh, several places before, but, um, when I met Tony, I worked at this college, uh, and I applied there because I loved the hours. The hours were going to give me 40 hours a week and I would work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. And I was like, heck yeah, this is awesome because it was a college and they made all the food in house. Um, it was God's Bible college, (laughs) which is, uh, it's a holiness with your belief system. Right. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, <laughs> Holiness Pentecostal College and it was wild let me tell yeah. you I tried to just like I'm just going to keep to myself and make these mm-hmm. 20 trays of muffins and pasta <laughs> and everything else but uh, they sniffed me out real easy yeah yeah oh, that's great they, they started they tried to tell me that um when I started working there, they provided me with three uniforms, which were your typical chef pants and chef coat. Right. Uh, well, later on the line, later down the line, they decided that, oh, yeah, except that you're a woman and you don't get to wear pants. Oh, chef skirt. Yeah, that doesn't exist. So they <laughs> wanted me to go... <laughs> They wanted me to go to the mall and they were giving me like, I don't know, like 60 bucks or something to buy a skirt. And I, I pleaded with them. I was like, you guys, when I'm lifting out these heavy trays of pasta and soup and, and all of this, and I'm bending down to these ovens, like a skirt is unsafe. It is not flame. It's not flame retardant. It is, it is just not safe for this. That's crazy. Um, and they said, well, you know, if you don't like it, you know, you don't, you don't have to work here. And I was like, yeah, yeah I think, I think that probably would be best. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least you guys saw just, eye to eye on something. Yeah. I mean, like I, I worked there for quite a while and uh, none of this started until a girl decided that she wanted to interview me for one of her classes. And I said, sure, no problem. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you do it on my lunch break. And uh, the first question she asked me was, do you believe in God? Oh. And uh, at, right after that, they started with the skirts and, yeah. Got to put you in your place. Got to yeah. put you in your place, yeah. right? Yeah. Dang, what a bummer. Mm. What a bummer. It is a bummer because okay. I really like those hours. Yeah, those, I mean, that's Monday to Thursday jobs that are 40 hey. hours are yeah. choice. Yeah, it was They're, great. Yeah. And I remember the first time I had a Monday to Thursday job, I remember being annoyed that I, for some reason I wanted Monday off. I was like, no, I should have <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I was really upset <laughs> until like I got three weeks in. And I was experiencing all, like all the beauty of a full Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
And I was like, right. oh, what an idiot. I was such an idiot. Yeah. 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 I mean, and not for oh. nothing, like, I got to work with kids from all over the world because they got, like, some kind of credit for working in the kitchen or something. Mm. Um, yeah. But they, you know, they brought kids from Papua New Guinea and Belize and Mm -hmm. uh, that was cool to work with them. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. So let's, um, let's explore art school. So if you would have gone to art school, what do you think your focus would have been? You said that you liked photography and you loved to paint and you loved to draw. Um, do you think your focus would have been painting or do you think you might've veered into music? What do you think your focus would have been? Man, I have no idea. It was so hmm. long ago. Like I have, I have no idea even what I would have been considered to be good at. Like, my senior year in high school, the things I were painting, I was also like taking apart any kind of computer piece of anything that I could get, like at the junk store cheap and like gluing bits of circuit boards and springs and whatever things that I could put glue onto a painting um, mm-hmm. that I liked the texture and that sort of thing. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I would have tried to start a band. I don't know if I would have tried to, like, have gallery work, which is, you know, that's a whole different. Mm. uh, What part of, um, like, what, what school in Chicago was it? Was it Columbia? No, it was one of the like art academy type deals. Like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I Institute, don't know. It's like there, a, uh, Illinois Institute still... of Art, or no, it was like um, I think it was just called like art academy. Like you used to see like commercials for them, right? Mm-hmm. So, so it would be like enter the fast paced world of graphic design. Ah, uh, gotcha. you know what I mean. It it was one of yeah. one of those. It wasn't like Chicago Art Institute or anything like that, but it was. Um, gotcha. Yeah, which okay. you know, hindsight, I'm glad I didn't do that. Yeah. 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 What um? I mean, what what yeah. was what were some of the neighborhoods in Chicago that you were looking at? Oh man, I think I found. I found a studio and this is back in like 2000, right? Mm-hmm. 99, 2000. I found a studio in Wrigleyville, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. For $800 a month. And my mom hey. was like, hell no way. That is way too expensive. And I was oh like, gosh. mom, I, I can't find anything less than that. And yeah, it was, it was probably like a roach motel, right? But, I mean, back then, probably, yeah. Yeah, right? So uh, I don't so even fun. remember now. I remember there Man. was it, there was one in like Wrigleyville because they had like cool stores and stuff around there. So I was like, yeah, that's where mm-hmm. I want to live. 
And yes. now I would be like, no, that is the last yeah. place I no. want to live. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's funny. $800 for a studio in Wrigleyville? Like right now? Nope, that doesn't exist. Right. That doesn't exist. Right. You might, you might, 20 years you know, ago. share an apartment with two other people and it's $800 at this point. Right. Wow. Yeah, but you know, 20 years ago, you could probably get a real shitty studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just and a then, closet so, with a hot plate. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, if you have a hot plate, you can live in some pretty dire some pretty <laughs> dire places. <laughs> um, so at that point, um was was your brother still living at home or was he gone by then? Cuz he's he's a couple years older than you, right? Yeah, he's 5 years older. 5, okay. So at that point, I think he had either just graduated or just transferred to um, Lawrence, Kansas, uh, University of Kansas, Jayhawks, hmm. and was getting his master's in botany, I believe. I had no idea you like plants so much. Um, don't ask him about them because he can't tell you. <laughs> left it all behind he definitely did uh, <laughs> That's great. yeah so he he was in kansas at the time i believe okay yeah all right. so it was just you mom and dad at home yep okay uh do you think did they did they try and convince you not to leave because they wanted to keep it close do you think do you think it, there was any of that oh no 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 no, I was ready and they were ready. Definitely. <laughs> Get out and of my she, house. <laughs> they didn't want me to like move to like California or anywhere like super far. Like they were like, eh, mm. about four or five hours is that's good. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I have learned with Stephanie's family, um, that a single tank of gas is as far as I am willing to drive. <laughs> you know, because if you're like two tanks of gas away, hard pass. I mean, we'll talk <laughs> over the phone and I'll send you cards for Christmas. But if you're a tank or less, I'm good with that. Man, I'm the opposite. Like, I love a road trip. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just that I hate driving. So like I will ride in the car all day. Yeah. Uh, but I hate driving. So Yeah. I'm I'm with think, you and I'm against you at the same time. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> I like I like a road trip that the destination is not my auntie's house or mm -hmm. you know, somebody's grandmama's house. I'm not interested. If I'm going to go on a road trip, like a long 8, 10, 12, 14, 18 hour road trip, um, sure. I just, I'm cool with, hey, we're going to do this thing. Let's go for a drive. It's long. Or, mm -hmm. you know, like when I was in college, I went to co college in Texas and I drove back home a few times. 
Um, and I just got, I got used to that drive. And so like coming back home, I was okay with, but I mean, for like, a, like a family, family reunion, um, I don't want to drive to South Carolina or Wyoming or New York. I'm not interested. How, how long of a drive was that for you from Texas to, was it Florida? No, um, Chicago. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I, see, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that a lot of your family was in Florida. Oh, no. So my parents, when they retired, they moved to Florida. Uh, but okay. like, yeah, I grew up in Chicago. So gotcha. um, yeah, when I came home, so it was, it should have been between like 17 and maybe 19 hours, maybe. But mm-hmm. there was, there was one year where I must have gone through a wormhole because the whole trip when I left Chicago to when I got to my dorm was 12 and a half hours. Whoa. Yeah. It was, it was the the weirdest thing I'd ever experienced. I had left the house at 10 AM in mm-hmm. Chicago, same time zone. And I drove down to Champaign where my brother was going to school And I visited him, hung out with him for a bit, no more than like 45 minutes. We jumped in the car and we made it back to our dorm by 10.30 p.m. Whoa. Both of us were like, how is this possible? Aliens. Seriously. I mean, I was like checking (laughs) for probe marks. Do I have bruises (laughs) I don't know about? It was it was so I mean I'm not complaining that I wasn't in the car for another 7 hours or whatever. Right, but right. Man. I'll take it. It's Wish funny I could uh, when, recreate it. It's funny when you like leave somewhere, right? So like mm-hmm. if you're going on a trip, it's it's like the anticipation and mm-hmm. you're like yeah i'm ready to go on a road trip and then like when you're coming home you just like oh, i just wish i could snap my fingers and yep. be home yeah i'm so done with yeah. this i'm just tired i want to be in my own bed yeah right i gotcha. I gotcha were you dating anyone at the time yeah like at the end of high school yeah had a high school i was he uh he lived in Maryland with his family in the summer and Rochester, New York in uh, during school um, okay. where he went to school. And, you know, I would, I would be lying if that didn't, if I said that that didn't affect my decision to go to culinary school. Uh, uh. Is that that was man, closer, it's much closer. Yeah, it was like uh probably I don't know, like maybe five hours from five, six hours. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. Interesting. So how long did how long into culinary school did it last with this boy? Uh we dated the entirety of culinary school and uh yeah i moved to back to cincinnati after culinary school Mm -hmm. and i got a job um my intern externship i guess was at this restaurant called tink's cafe 
and I loved it there. I loved my chef. Her name was Emily. Um, mm. And she left there and was going to start a new restaurant with the same restaurateur and asked me if I would follow her. And I said, sure. Okay. So I stayed at Tink's until the other job opened up and uh, went to work at this other restaurant, which was called um, the Bistro at Harper's Point. And okay. that's where I met, well, I met my best friend Summer at Tink's. Uh, okay. But Summer had taken on the sous chef position at Bistro at Harper's Point, and that's where we grew really close. Um, so worked there for a little bit, and then I eventually broke up with him. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, were you guys, like, so you guys were dating in the in the 90s. Were you, like, was it AOL Insta Messenger? I actually met this guy on... Napster of all places. Do you remember like do you remember when you would go on Napster and someone had the songs that you wanted to download, right? But if Mm -hmm. they were to get offline, then the download would stop, obviously. Right. Yeah. So he had some I forget even what band it was, but he had some music that I wanted to download. So I messaged him and I was like, hey can you please stay online? Cause I really want to finish downloading these. Mm-hmm. And he said, yeah, no problem. And we started talking from there. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh it's man. Weird. <laughs> Napster though. I have fond yeah. memories of cycling through all the albums that I wanted to download and looking for the ones with the most cedars. Mm-hmm. Oh, which, Good which, uh, you know, when you're trying to download like uh, pretty obscure for the time things, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you find that that modest mouse EP or whatever in 2001, yeah. and you're like, please don't get offline. You're the only person that has this. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Oh man. I rec- like I I can relate to that and man in a pretty profound way there were so there was a lot of music that i was into that i found when i was in brazil and mm-hmm. trying to find people that seeded that or you know some of the other like obscure small time stuff mm-hmm. oh super frustrating super frustrating super, especially right? like you spend like six hours trying to download like two albums And then they're like, all right, I'm going to bed now. And then turn it off. Right. No. (laughs) Right. Or or you would finally, you would finally get the song, right? You'd finally get it. And then you start listening to it. And then like in the middle of it is like a dial tone and there's something else, like some way the song is ruined. Yeah. Oh, Oh. that's great. Oh, we're old. Yeah. (laughs) You kids have no idea what it was like to suffer through sharing <laughs> songs via the worst internet Piracy. you've ever heard of. Holy smokes. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Okay, so Meta Master dated for, I guess, a couple years. And then 
I think it was like three years we dated. Yeah. Cool beans. All right. So at this part of the show, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Enjoy the music that plays for a brief moment when we come back. I'm going to read other Kara's story to Kara. And we'll chat a little bit about how closely she sees herself in other Kara and how much of her other Kara she sees in herself now and how closely her life may or may not have, you know, ventured forth according to how I picture other Kara. And um, yeah, cool beans. Be right back. All right, welcome back. 
Now it is time to hear the story, Other Kara. You ready, Kara? I think so. All right, here goes. A flash and crackle invade the silence of the empty room. The concussion from the snap of the lightning just outside the window presses on Other Kara's chest. She takes a deep breath in. Oh man, how close was that? The wind has begun to pick up. The slapping of leaves against the branches and the flitting of blades of grass are steadily drowned out by the splashing of water droplets on the windowsill and the ground below. Other Kara heads to the window to close it some, but leaves a crack, so the room is filled with the smells of the rain. She notices a butterfly standing on the windowsill, waiting. Slowly opening and closing its wings, it judges the heaviness of the rainfall. What are you doing, little buddy? Other Kara leans in closely, her breath fogging the windowpane. Lifting her hand to wipe it clean, she startles the butterfly, and it lifts off into the storm. Thick water droplets bombard the tiny wings and push the struggling blue, gold, green, and orange butterfly toward the ground. It struggles to gain any measure of height, yet it persists. It begins to rise and settles on a branch just a few feet from the window. Resting for a moment, before it lifts off again, a robin in a single motion drops in next to the butterfly, swipes it up, and flies off, dinner in beak. Oh, shit. Hardcore. Other Kara returns her attention to the stretched canvas pinned to the plywood slab on the floor before her. Can't fight the seether. Can't fight the seether. Can't fight the seether. Other Kara hums to herself, drowning out the sounds of the currently empty classroom. The desks and chairs haphazardly pushed against the walls that leave an opening in the center of the room fit for an easel. Her hands steady, she glides across the canvas, drawing from her brush's life. The contours of the raw image taking shape. She sits cross-legged, leaning over the canvas. Her oversized t-shirt hangs just above the blank bottom half, dipping occasionally onto the canvas, grazing it slightly with the deeper she leans in. Other Kara hums a little louder as the sound of the halls rumble with the footfalls of students. As the Veruca Salt song tapers, she can more clearly hear, Other Kara! Yanking the headphones off, she looks around to see four girls standing shoulder to shoulder, giggling. You were singing so loud. Can we paint? Annoyed, Other Kara simply responds, Yeah, do whatever you want. Hastily grabbing her things, she knocks her CD player out of her pocket and it crashes hard onto the floor. The door protecting the batteries flings wide open, battery scattering. The lid snaps up and the well-used American Thighs CD pops out and rolls in a circle away from and then back to Other Kara, stopping at her feet. Fuck. Some time later, Dad? Dude. Dude. Excuse me. I'm going to do it. I love the idea of culinary school, but I think I want to give painting a shot. Besides, the Dismemberment Plan played a show in Chicago not too long ago, and they're breaking up soon, so I want to see them if, if they play there again. All right, Other Kara. Um... I thought for sure this was something you and I could share, but I trust you. I'll support whatever you want. You really want to take that studio we saw? I think so. Unless you want to pay for something better. Other Kara playfully nudges her father, Randy. Randy was cool. The coolest, in fact. So cool they called him dude. His jet black hair, combed back, sat joyfully atop his head and rolled down his cheeks into a perfectly manicured beard. A heartbeat later, the roar of the crowd fills the streets. The Cubs won their final game of an otherwise disappointing season. The chill in the air permeates the cracked walls. Other Kara climbs up and pulls the window shut. The whistle of air sneaking through the tiny space between the pane and the frame mischievously jabs at Other Kara's ears. She heads back to her workspace, a cleared section of the floor in the center of the largest living space in the tiny basement apartment. 
A two foot by four foot canvas is laid out and held down by pots, pans, hand weights, and a can of paint at each corner. Two other Kara's lefts are stacks of textured bits and bobs. A small stack of shattered motherboards leans against a collection of magazine clippings with reflective material. On her right rest bins of clipped doll hair, unraveled sweaters, and snips of different colored denim. Opposite her, just beyond her reach, were several bins of dismembered toys. Turtles, army men, tiny building blocks, pieces of log cabin, and a whole, bill, a whole bin of train tracks. The canvas, blank, save for three hand-painted squares equidistant from each other and identical in shape, laid bare, ready for Other Kara's handiwork. Using homemade paints, Other Kara begins to outline the journey of a butterfly in a rainstorm. Grabbing pieces from the many bins and using her paint-dipped hands to shape it, she builds a three-dimensional butterfly. The fearfulness in its eyes and the ambivalence in the eyes of the robin capture a beauty in the uncertainty of life. On a timer, her camera flickers every few seconds, capturing her process throughout from several different angles. A single camera is fixed to the ceiling, focused solely on the canvas. Some time goes by, and then a taxi pulls up to the Drake Hotel. The lights are all affixed with tiny metal carvings of monarch butterflies. Shadows of fluttering insects pepper the walls and the ground. Stepping through the interrupted rays of light, a tuxedo-wearing doorman pulls the handle and extends a hand to the rider. A black paint-stained ha hand reaches out and other Kara emerges. The flashes of a thousand cameras go off. Unfazed by the sounds and lights, other Kara smiles and waves her blackened hands before carefully heading into the ballroom to the left of the ornate foyer. She steps into the large room that is open to see several of her works on display. Her main piece, the three-panel Life and Death of a Butterfly, sits prominently atop a handmade mantle. A murmur in the crowd is drowned by the indie rock playlist blasting from the DJ booth. Pausing to take in the showing, other Kara bobs her head to the music unconsciously. She scans the room, judging each of her pieces more and more harshly. She stops at the sculpture of her father. He stands eight feet tall. Made from several mannequins, he is clothed in pieces of hundreds of hula shirts. In his fingers sits an ever-burning cigarette. I like him. He looks just like me. Other Kara smiles, turning to greet her father. You know, it's not too late. You can still do culinary school. I won't hold it against you. You needed a gap year or seven. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, let's do that. The two share a laugh for a moment. Hey, kiddo, what are you doing after the show? Asks Randy. Actually, I think I'm going to go for a drive. I met this guy on the internet, and I, I think I might go see him. That's so. Do I know him? No. Do you want me to go with? No, I think I got it. All right. Well, is he on the way home? Maybe, maybe we could ride together. You know? I'm like that. Yeah. The brakes on the truck squeak as it slows to a stop. Dude exits, walking around the front, reaching out for the door handle on the passenger side. He reaches in and takes a blackened hand. Other Kara steps out of the car. The stars rain down rays of light that are quickly swallowed by the blackness of her dress, causing the skin poking out of the armholes and through the neck to pop, glowing in the dark. She looks up and smiles. He sweetly smiles back and nods before heading back in the truck and driving off. Other Kara gathers her composure, a little tipsy from the night celebration. She heads up the walkway and rings the door the doorbell. Ding dong. The end. Wow. That was so good. Yeah? Right on. Yeah, that was awesome. Cool beans. Cool kinda, beans. Kinda wish that I would have done that. <laughs> Instead. <No. laughs> uh. How do we how do we make that real? Oh man, I don't know. I feel like uh, it is it 
it is real. It is real. We just have to find a way to get there, you know? Ah, sure. Yeah, we just got to find a way to traverse the different realities that exist or, you know. So, wow, I love it. I love it so much. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Stephanie thought you might like it. She was right. Right on. She was right. She's yeah. always right. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, um, can you can you see um, uh, a part of you that may have followed this track if you know you would have come up with that decision at that moment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it does. It feels like me a lot. You know, yeah. the rain, mm -hmm. all all of that. It, yeah, it really feels like me. Oh, cool. it's kind of freaky. It feels like you just like reached in there. Pulled it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on. Right on. Yeah. I rem I remember you saying that um, in your painting, you you like you focused a lot on texture, and you were like you mm -hmm. take things apart and kind of put it all together. Right. Yeah. Right. So I actually, thought. um, I actually, when you said uh, denim and bits of fabric and things like that, mm -hmm. I actually had a six foot tall like it was a it was a high school art assignment it was a six foot tall self-portrait mm. where you know you were supposed to like lay on the paper and then somebody would trace you and then you would fill it out with you know whatever and most people just kind of you know like bs'd it and mm -hmm. put clouds and rainbows and whatever they could paint but right. i actually went and got an old pair of jeans and like glued those on there and like just anything I could find and glued it on there and magazine clippings, you name it, mm -hmm. pieces of computer, denim. Awesome. Yeah. You name it. It was on there. So <laughs> that's great. That, fit, that fits really well. Wow. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I remember, man, when I was in, when I was in Lisbon, Portugal, there were two spots that we ended up um, like coming across during our exploration of the city. And both of them had like three-dimensional art. One was a like a two-story fox that was on the side of a building um, mm -hmm. that was, I want to say like probably like three to four feet out from the wall is how far it oh, stretched. Red. Yeah, it was, it was intense. And then uh, there was like another like not quite like shopping area. I mean, there were some places to shop, but it was like another place that people mm -hmm. went. A lot of creatives go and there was like this dragonfly or like bumblebee or something. It was on the wall, mm -hmm. kind of small, but it also stuck out. So hearing you, when you said that oh, you used to use textures, that's the kind of the picture that I had. So mm -hmm. um, imagining you making art is, it would be that, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, that's a lot of what I did. And I would like break dishes and mirrors and, oh, you know, nice. just anything that I could get on there to, um, to make it stand out and look messy, but mm -hmm. work in a way. Right. Uh, and, and I don't think they were good. I mean, I was like 17, 18, so mm. they weren't good by any stretch, but it was fun. It was fun yeah. to do. Right it was on. different than anything anybody else was doing in my particular high school. So Right. Which is cool. That felt cool. 
Yeah. 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 Right on. Uh, man, it's 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 fun to hear that you were. I mean, even if going like looking back on it, you don't feel like they were particularly good. Knowing mm-hmm. that you were, you know, still willing to just make stuff that spoke to you. I always feel like yeah. it's super important, especially for kids that are creating. Just hey, make stuff that speaks to you. You know. So yeah, but- I remember. I, I I remember just like I mean I was in the art room all the time. Like I spent mm-hmm. my lunch periods in there. I you know was sometimes in there after school for as long as I could be, and um, just having this drive to just keep going. And you know like I got to get this down and. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where that got lost along the way, but, uh, you know, I think, I think that happens to everybody at Mm. some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we let ourselves get distracted by the busyness of life, right? Yeah. Right. Well, like, I mean, uh, I guess it's easy when you're 17 and don't have to think about bills and rent and Mm -hmm. car payment and, you know, kids mm-hmm. and all of that good, fun things. Right. Which, I mean, my kid is amazing. I, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. But, you know, the bills. Yeah. Less, less fun. Less, super less fun. <laughs> super less fun. <laughs> I, like, I think until I started to try to live as an artist, specifically as an actor, but live as an artist, um, the idea of a starving artist always seems so silly to me. You know, it's like, why go get a, you know, go get a job and do your art uh-huh. otherwise. But, uh-huh. um, putting the thought of having to pay, uh, for your bills and just being able to focus on creating, I'd never realized mm-hmm. how important that was. Um, like even to me as this super practical person that is, you know, like, you know, do the things that are important first, but it's like, what if, what if creating art is important and the other stuff is just the things that you have to do, you know? So Mm -hmm. I understand it now. I get it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be a starving artist, but I get it. I get like the the willingness to Mm -hmm. forego, you know, toys, the, the, just the toys of life in order to focus on creating Mm-hmm. so right on oh so did you um we had talked about music is it mm-hmm. do you think that would have been something you would have been singing to yourself oh absolutely i still yeah. do yeah i nice. i belt out see there all the time do you yeah great I'm glad yeah I picked... it's one of my favorite albums yeah oh yeah sweet I'm glad yeah I, I picked awesome. a good one i listened to a whole bunch of her uh the those tracks very very 1990s oh yeah for sure 1990s uh like even the music I'm, videos i'm stuck there yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah i'm just i'm completely stuck there yeah which no, is okay because like would you rather be stuck in uh 1995 96 or 2020 let's be honest oh you you are correct <laughs> you, you are correct. although to be like summertime 1995 sucked because that was like the the crazy deadly heat wave. It was like mm. they were talking about it on the news uh, not too long ago. It was like the anniversary of like this major, a whole bunch of people died on this day, sort of thing. And I remember I remember that because I was I was like on a baseball team, and I was angry 
that they were like, no, it's too hot to play. Go home, kids. And I was like, how dare you? How dare you steal my baseball from me? <laughs> you know? So I, was, I wonder I wonder what the temperature was then because, you know, uh, climate change and all that. Like, mm-hmm. is it the same as a heat wave now? Because I go outside now and it's like 95 and a thousand percent humidity. And I just right. stumble back inside and I'm like, nope. Nope. Hard pass. Uh, I, so it was, uh, it was 107, 108, but the heat index had it at over 120, right? And I remember that and I was like, that's not so bad, you know, and just standing there, um, (laughs) was not so bad. But as soon as you started moving, your body's like, I hate this. We're just going to stop and die. That's what we're going to do because I, I hate this. We're not doing this, you know? Man, I don't remember that at all. Oh, man. It was it was nuts, though, because I remember I went home that night and I was watching a baseball game on TV and I was like, see, they're playing. But, I mean, obviously they have air-conditioned dugouts and fans and all kinds of stuff to keep them cool. But I was watching and them. millions and, of dollars. Right. But all of the players, like, had their shirts ripped wide open. You know, they were all, like, sweating like crazy. And I was like, oh, maybe it is kind of hot. It's kind of (laughs) hot. You know? Man. Uh, man, I'd still still take that over 2020. Yeah. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me too. This is a, a hilarious, a hilariously bonkers year this year. Yeah. Yeah. What's next? What's next? Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you noticed, but at the very end, you still got to meet your Who's band. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, like, I like that. Yeah. I like, <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a good one. I like him. Yeah, yeah. He seems like you guys seem like a pretty good pair. I like the two. He's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, I. I hope also that I was able to capture some of your dad's spirit. I don't know too much about him. Only like I've seen a couple of posts. I asked Stephanie and she didn't, she wasn't able to tell me too much. Uh, was I able to capture? Uh, the Hawaiian shirt. Yes. He quit smoking, uh, when I was younger. Uh, So he, he quit smoking. I don't remember how old I was, but he would still occasionally smoke these cigars that, oh, they just, they smelled so good. Uh Um, and he would occasionally smoke those on the porch, but not cigarettes. And, uh, the thing Mm. about my dad was he didn't talk much at all. Really? Until he was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. and then then he would. Uh, that's how you. That's how you knew he'd had a few too many. As you start jabbering with you, and you were like, "What? What? Oh, what? okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. yeah. Huh. Cool beans. Cool beans. Yeah. Right on. Right on. So, is there any anything else about this that stuck out to you, or? Anything else about the story that you can that you connected with? I don't know. I loved I loved all of it, and I I just kind of I don't know. You read it so well and wrote it so well. Uh, it it felt real, like it felt like something that I would have done, or 
tried to do anyway. Right. I don't know about about the whole like art opening if if I would have gotten there, but uh, uh, you know, I mean that would that would have been the hope for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, it felt everything in it felt real and good. Good. Yeah, you did. Cool. You did such a good job. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank cool. you very much. Hi, Thank you for letting me do this. Yeah, this was Absolutely. super fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, with that, we will bring other Kara to a close. I've had with me uh, my cousin Kara, who is an artist. Speaking of, why don't you um, why don't you tell uh, tell us all how we can uh, either keep track of you or I know that you have. Um, there's a business that you run in there where you get to create. There is. Yeah. I have not been keeping up on it lately as I should. Mm -hmm. I actually just cleaned out my quote unquote laboratory the -hmm. other night so that I can get back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. How do you feel? Like, do you feel like if, if your space is really messy, like you can't, get into it like i feel like the space has to be clean Mm -hmm. and then i get to mess it up yeah i'm with you if if my space is dirty then that gives me an excuse to be distracted and to not you know do the things that i i'm I'm supposed to be saying out to do so i i i can 100 percent connect with what you're saying where you have to clean it and then you can make a mess and then yeah even like in the midst of making the mess i don't feel like i have to clean it every single day you know i'll go for a little while no, and no, then no. i'm like okay i'm at the point where i'm getting distracted again let's go ahead and clean it up and then right. get back to it yeah yeah so i spent an entire night and i cleaned the whole studio uh laboratory i actually make jewelry Ooh. my company is called moonblood jewelry um, and you can check it out at moonbloodjewelry.com. You can follow me on Instagram, and that's at glittersnick, S-N-E-K, mm. and uh, at moonbloodjewelry. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're... Make gems and stuff. <laughs> nice. So Moonblood has its yeah. own uh, Instagram page? Yep. Awesome. Yep. And I only feature jewelry there, but if you're interested in me and who I am, my personal page is at Glitter Snack. Awesome. Great. So, Thanks. Great. Thanks again, everybody, for listening. Please come back next week for another episode of Other You. For me and for Kara, actual real Kara, see you next time. Bye.